0: Okay, I got a question for you.
1: Yeah, shoot, but make it quick.
0: Are GMO foods harmful to our health?
1: That's a good question. I think in order to answer that question, I need to break down what does GMO mean? What does it stand for? Well, we're specifically talking about genetically modified organisms. Genetic, meaning the building block of life, all organisms. We understand what that means. Organism, we also understand, an individual living thing. That can be plant, animal, human being, and on. That can be single-celled, that can be multi-celled. We understand what that means. But the modified part is where it gets a little bit hazy. Modified, when you modify an organism's genetic material, what you're doing is you're changing what it was from a previous iteration for a specific purpose. When we're talking about a genetically modified food, We're talking about changing it so that it's better for our consumption. One very good example of this is taking crops from one field that had a very large harvest and the crops were bigger than usual and crossing it with another crop of the same species that tasted a little bit better. Maybe it was a little sweeter or something. So when we look at GMOs, we're actually talking about crossbreeding of specific crops. Now, we've been doing this for hundreds of years. GMOs are not something new to us. When corn was first found, it only had a few kernels on it. It was a very small yield. And what humans did was, that as they replanted every year, they crossed a male and female corn of the highest yield each time and then produced a whole field of it. And over a few years, over a few different cycles of crop, they were able to produce much bigger and more fertile corn crop. So when you're asking me, is our genetically modified organisms bad for you or detrimental to our health in any way, the obvious answer is no. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. You've probably been in a store and you've seen this no GMO label or organic label. What does that mean? Why, why are they advertising that to you? I think a big part of it is, is just they're, they're making money off of your ignorance of what's actually going on. So as I said before, if, if, you're, if you're eating an apple, it's probably genetically modified. In fact, there's 7,500 different types of apples. There's no way <laughs> that that happened in nature. The apples that we eat every single day are genetically modified. So the biggest, the biggest thing that people need to understand is that even though they're modified, even though they're probably as, not as nature intended, they're not detrimental to your health. But there is a different type of genetic modification that we need to talk about. And that's GEOs, genetically engineered organisms. When we're talking about genetically engineered organisms, we're now talking about modern day science. And we're talking about changing the genome specifically to what we want. Now, this is where people are probably gonna say, oh, this is the harmful part. Well, not necessarily. An organism is made up of millions of different cells and those cells produce proteins and those proteins all have a job. When we change one gene in an organism, you're changing one protein, or maybe two, or maybe three. And that does not drastically change what's going on within the organism. So when we consume it, it's usually no different than if it had not been um, uh, modified. So why are we doing this? Why are we genetically changing the organism? Well, a big part of it has to do with growing the crops themselves. And when we're dealing with growing crops. If you're not a farmer, you probably haven't dealt with the struggles of pesticides and insecticides and any, any other side that is help keeping your crop alive. So what genetically modified, what genetically engineered organisms do is they help prevent you from using too many of these insecticides or pesticides. So I'll give a few examples. They were able to produce A genetic engineered crop of eggplant that, when a certain insect that was going to eat up that whole crop and destroy the crop landed on it and began to eat it, the genetically engineered eggplant produced a poison. And this poison was specific to that insect. So now, every time the insect goes to ingest the eggplant, they die. And as the insects begin to die off, they're no longer able to feed on the crop. And therefore, making the crop much more fertile, much more, have a much higher yield. So this is like, on the whole, good for us. We need genetically modified or, and genetically um, changed organisms to survive as a population. We have a continuously growing population, and we need to have a continuously surviving food supply to go along with it. In fact, if you look at the numbers, 95% of sugar beets and 88% of corn are genetically modified organisms that are in in circulation today. Another really interesting genetically engineered idea and, um, and change that we've made to certain foods is, what about certain locations in the world that are a little less off? They don't have as good of nutrients. And... Maybe they're not getting all their vitamins and minerals that they need in their food. But we can actually, and it, this has been done, there was a certain area in the Middle East that was not getting enough vitamin A. And if you don't get enough vitamin A in your diet, you end up with blindness. So what they were doing was they were genetically engineering the crop to produce vitamin A in rice. So now when rice, one of the cheapest foods in the world, is being eaten, these people in this Less fortunate area are able to get their vitamin A um, vitamin A dose, preventing blindness, which is just an overall good thing. So, why have we been hearing bad things? What is the issue here? I think this is more of a social and economic issue than it is a health issue. And why is that? Well, one company you may have heard the name before. They're called Monsanto. So what Monsanto did is they produced a genetically engineered organism that was able to sustain life against a certain pesticide called Roundup. Roundup is used to spray over the crop field and destroy all the weeds and anything else growing on the underbelly of the crop field so that the plants could grow large and have a nice yield. So when they did that, they patent that. They patented it so that no other company or individual could go ahead and produce the same genetically engineered organism and then they started to sell roundup they sell you the crop and they sell you the pesticide so now monsanto is slowly moving towards a monopoly on most industry most large-scale crop industry Um, this this was really making people look and making people attentive to what they were doing because if Monsanto has a monopoly, then they control all of the crop in the world, essentially, or a, a huge proportion of the food supply, which can be dangerously powerful. And when you have when one company or one institution has too much power, anything bad, a lot of bad things can happen. Since um, since 2016, another company named Bayer has bought Monsanto, but they still have these patents. So. One really terrifying thing that could have happened, but there was a huge outcry from the community that prevented it, was something called terminator seeds. So Monsanto was looking at genetically engineering crops that were resistant to Roundup, same as what we previously discussed, but also would die every year and were sterile. So they could not be bred again the next year. This would force all farmers to rebuy seeds every single year which of course you can you can guess there was huge outcry from the farming community and they put a stop to it before it became uh, before it became mainstream which uh, good for them I'm, I'm happy that that happened the other the other weird thing that can happen and it has happened a lot is if an organic field or a field that's potentially using a different form of uh, pesticide other than roundup is nearby uh Monsanto field, and we have a large gust of wind or some abnormal temperatures, those Monsanto seeds can get planted in the organic farm. Well, now, since Monsanto has the patent over it, you have stolen their seeds and they can sue you. So now the organic farmer who obviously didn't want to break the law and is just in a bad spot is now getting penalized and probably taken to court over growing the wrong seeds. So this is the question. Do you support this? Is there legislation that's trying to prevent this um, large company from from pushing, pushing small farmers around kind of thing? Are farmers struggling? We need to talk to them specifically. But when it comes to health, we need to understand that genetically modified organisms, genetically engineered organisms are on the whole for good. I mean, without them we would be we would be spraying more pesticides and more insecticides and creating a worse environment for ourselves with with all of those harmful chemicals being thrown around those harmful chemicals can leach into our soil and then into our water and prevent and, and create worse environments for us on the whole so i overall. I think it's for good. But again, we need to consider the social and economic standpoint from the farmer's point of view.
0: If if we're modifying them to be resistant to these chemicals, wouldn't that sort of kind of promote the use of them? Like, oh, my crop's not going to die. I'll just keep throwing another spray load of this pesticide or this herbicide.
1: Yeah, so this is an issue that we're seeing. Um, I Again, I'm not sure how... Farmers use it. I believe that they would have uh, guidelines from Monsanto or, or Bayer now on how to use the pesticide. But there are weeds that are growing that have become resistant to the initial Roundup. So now they've had to update their Roundup and make a new version and thus create a new genetically modified organism with a different protein in it to be resistant to the new version of Roundup. So, yes, this this is an issue and it's a cyclical thing. Uh, How they're going to deal with that, I'm not sure, but they're making money off of it. Right. If they need to produce a new one and they can and then sell that again, maybe at a higher price, it's no detriment to them. Right. But it is detrimental to potentially the environment and to the farmers who are who are at the behest of the of the industry.
0: Yeah, I just find it interesting that there's so much like backlash and GMOs being like victimized or like essentially like portrayed in like a poor light when there's a lot of stuff I'm seeing that going forward. We we can't survive without these crops, for example, like drought resistant strains that we're developing. In, yes, yeah, in locations where they haven't had rain in so long, and it's not like they're going to get more rain in the future
1: no, yeah, there's a lot of really cool ones. Another one that I saw was plants that could potentially take nitrogen from the air. Nitrogen is used in a lot of a lot of the soil to help fertilize and grow the plants, but too much nitrogen can be bad for the environment. so if the plant was able to extract the nitrogen directly from the air, it would be hugely beneficial,
0: mm-hmm. And I think a lot, one of the big questions I see thrown around a lot is, is we don't know the long-term health effects to them, but if we're modifying them in ways to have higher yields and even adding vitamins and nutrients to them, I just don't see a world where the potential long-term effects is a negative.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think the, I don't know how you would, um classified long-term effects maybe it's this um we need to continue to change the plant the organism because every year we have to deal with uh pests that are now becoming resistant so you have to Mm -hmm. continue to change it um when you make one change to the genome like i said there's very little consequence when you've made three or four you still very little consequence when you end up making 14 generations worth you know Um, maybe there's some change (laughs) maybe maybe things start um, becoming detrimental to our health but right now that's and within the foreseeable future within our lifespan for sure as long as nobody is using these in a negative way or um, being vindictive with them or something being evil then you should be okay and the fda looks through all of these and there's a lot of genetically engineered traits that are now coming about in animals as well as in plants that are, that are all being checked by all regulating bodies within different countries. So a lot of this is very well handled. And I don't think that long term effects is something we need to worry about.
0: You You touched on this a little bit earlier, but so you you believe that like the GMO labeling is sort of just like a form of greenwashing and like a marketing tactic right now?
1: I think so. I think maybe um, if individuals want to support an organic or a local farmer, somebody who is more uh, trying to be health conscious or environmentally conscious, then maybe this label um, is something they look for. But that's generic. Generally, not where you see the label. You see the label on big market crops that are probably tricking the system in some way. Mm -hmm. It's. I think it is greenwashing. I think you shouldn't really care for that label in my you,
0: opinion you're even seeing it show up in in like fast food now too like a and w
1: right i mean it's absurd to me to think that the cows that we're now using for meat haven't been specifically bred to produce yeah, like the, the rich farming, meat that we love yeah, yeah. i don't think that's uh i don't think that's i mean grass-fed beef I, I, Maybe they were feeding them something else before, but I feel like it's pretty much all the same. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: I saw from a study, according to a 2021 study in the EU, widespread adoption of of GE crops um, would reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 33 million tons of CO2, which is like seven and a half percent of all farming-related carbon emissions.
1: I wonder why that is. I, I mean, if you're genetically engineering a crop to be more resistant to pesticides, potentially the pesticide is in its in and of itself a greenhouse gas. Uh, and that's also like less...
0: higher yields. You have to grow. Like you don't have to keep growing as much less. Uh, right. Right. Harvesting. It's all done in like less loads or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. I guess that, that makes sense. I mean, I think GEOs are extremely helpful and they've, They've been something that has made it possible for the human race to continue to grow, and we will continue to grow and we will continue to need them uh, i think I think when people are scared of the term gmo they they aren't grasping the whole situation mm,
0: i think that that's a good point All it's right. you you see this the same labeling in other sort of foods too, so I think it's just important to actually know the labeling that you you're reading on your foods. And to actually know what's going in your foods too, I think is extremely important. And I think that was one of the topics we want to do down the line is is kind of foods and and like almost more labeling on foods too. Kind of like a a umbrella of of such, whereas this is sort of really specific in one specific label or type of food, right?
1: Yeah, I mean I really enjoy this topic. I think it's interesting, but for sure when you're looking at a label, there are like 15 different things that could potentially crop up on, and you see them often. And some of them are things you need to look out for, and some of them aren't. Some of them are just ploys and tactics for the marketing campaign. So how do you shift through that? How do you know what you're getting yourself into and what do you actually want to avoid? These are good questions, I think you should definitely look at it uh, in a yeah, longer form. Yeah, totally, yep. Okay, with that being said, Thank you very much for listening. This was another quick questions on the Inquisitive Minds podcast. Please reach out to us at iqmindspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or you want any specific topics covered. Thanks again for listening. See you again.